Hello, I'm Professor Matthew Thick in the Delta College History Department, and this is today's Moment in Time. In the decades before the Civil War, Michigan had a reputation of hostility towards slavery, and several of the state's residents took pride in their ability to identify slave catchers. Despite this, fugitive slaves and free blacks living in the free states of the Union worried about the possibility of being caught or mistaken as a runaway. Many escapees living in the North had to consider and prepare for the possibility of a second escape, a possibility that could come at a moment's notice. Adam Crosswhite had been enslaved in Kentucky, but escaped with his wife and four children in 1844. They made their way to Michigan via the Underground Railroad, and once here, they settled in the town of Marshall and started a new life. Mr. Crosswhite and his neighbors developed a warning signal in case trouble appeared, and unfortunately, they were forced to use it. The former master of the Crosswhites hired four slave catchers to recapture the escounded family, and they arrived in Marshall in January of 1847. Some of Marshall's residents met the slave catchers at the town line and learning of their target, informed the Southerners that there were no fugitives in Marshall, attesting that the Crosswhites were and always had been free. Unconvinced, the slave catchers found Crosswhite's home and kicked in the door to announce their arrival. Mr. Crosswhite sounded his alarm, which drew a crowd of nearly 100 townspeople. The mob surrounded the slave catchers, preventing them from physically handling the Crosswhites. The slave catchers were arrested and charged with a long list of offenses, including breaking and entering and assault. Few of the charges would stick, certainly a fact of which the townspeople were aware, but it placed the slave catchers in jail long enough for Marshall citizens to help the Crosswhites pack up and move. One of Michigan's abolitionist newspapers printed a few days later, the matter had induced a very considerable degree of excitement. Crosswhite and his family left town yesterday, it is supposed for Canada. We understand that the Kentuckians do not propose to pursue them." Unquote. This would prove to be true. The slave catchers did not further pursue Crosswhite, but rather the people of Marshall. While Crosswhite and his family lived free in Canada, Crosswhite's former master sued certain members of the Marshall mob and eventually was awarded damages for the loss of his human property. A Kentucky newspaper lamented that Michigan contained ultra-abolitionists, which ultimately threatened the Southern institutions, namely slavery. This may have been true in some cases, but it did not alleviate the worries of those who escaped enslavement. As Crosswhite's case shows, fleeing the South led to the possibility of fleeing again, and the fugitive had to be ready for this at any given moment. I'm Professor Matthew Thick, and Moment in Time is a production of Delta College Broadcasting in collaboration with Delta's History Department.